Hey, what's going on crew? Today we're chatting about diabetes and what I learned from a gardener that's going to help you to stabilize your blood sugars in the future and how you can apply that to your own life today using one simple strategic change and it does have to do with your mindset. So without any further ado or confusion, let's get into our theme song and then the episode. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. All right, Kriegu. So over the last couple of months, uh, my wife and I, and technically our daughter, but she she's kind of freeloading right now. But <laughs> my wife and I have put a lot of work into our house. And we purchased a house a couple months ago, and uh, it needed a lot of work, a lot of love. <laughs> and so we've been rebuilding uh, a lot of the components that needed some some help, you know, so that it was livable initially. And now it's just a matter of uh, making it personalized you know and along with that it's not just the interior it's the outside as well uh, and so looking at the yards you know right now it's kind of a blank canvas and got this unique opportunity to build from the ground up literally right and so i'm looking around and i'm like okay i, I enjoy plants and so i want to know uh, what plants are going to work best in our backyard and our front yard what's the best aesthetics right um, you know, right now it's, it's literally a blank canvas. It's just dirt. <laughs> so I can do whatever I want with it. Uh, so looking at, you know, do we want cobblestone this or concrete that, or just a big thing of grass, or do you want like plants bordering the fence line, you know, like what's going to look good, but also be peaceful and feel like home, but also be functional for kids as Brooklyn's growing up and potentially having siblings and cousins and all that stuff. So looking at how to map out this backyard, and I'm in a, a lucky position where my sisters, uh, two out of the three, have recently completely redone their yards, like taking it from uh, absolute mess and destruction to pristine. Like <laughs> they look amazing. I was so jealous. Uh, and then you know, I went over and I was actually my one of my sisters just had her first child's first birthday and my other sister had her second child's first birthday so we went over there for the kids birthday parties and saw their brand new yards i was blown away and i was chatting with them like how did you do this and they were like oh we hired someone to do it for us because we don't know what we're doing and i was like oh that makes so much more sense to think about you hired a specialist to come in and do things that you weren't a specialist in right because they're busy uh, all three of my sisters work as nurses so their lives are chaotic enough they don't have time to learn about how to do landscaping but they brought in these gardeners these landscapers uh, contractors to really help them to build this pristine peaceful environment for their children to grow up in and uh, you know the investment required was quite hefty after I chatted with them about that, but obviously worth it. it. Took the stress out of it, all the work out of it. Nobody had to lift a finger. But chatting with them about how did you decide what plants go where? Did you want grass or turf? Where did the fence line go? And you know, trees versus bushes and all this stuff. Uh, they told me something that their gardener involved them on that really changed the entire process, and it shocked me a little bit. I don't know why I didn't think about it, but it was eye-opening to say the least. And that was that the gardener asked them to think about the future. 
not just about you know the how many kids do you want right but more so about the plants the grass the turf like all of the pros and cons versus each thing what do you want this to look like five years from now 10 years from now 20 years from now since they've established themselves in that area they want it to be their permanent home right and so as they're planning out this whole landscaping vibe you know it's the garden what do they want out of it uh, the gardener and the landscaper, the contractor, the whole team came together. Uh, they had a designer too, <laughs> it was, uh, but they, they all came together and said like, what do you want this to become? And that was a distinction for me because as I, I'm not uncertain on whether or not I'll be hiring help for this because I actually do enjoy gardening and landscaping, uh, even though it's not my specialty per se. But uh, what I took from that is you have to imagine where you want to be 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now with these yard projects because when you put a plant in the ground, it doesn't stay the same size. And oftentimes it grows as plants do, right? If you water it, you take care of it. Uh, it's not just a matter of keeping it alive. It's uh, allowing it to grow and prosper and become its better self, whether that's producing fruit or vegetables, or maybe it's flowers, or uh, maybe just staying a, a lush green lawn for your kids to run around on. And so as I'm thinking through this, I'm looking at a few of the plants that I've acquired so far that are still sitting in their pots in our backyard. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, crap, I didn't think through what these plants were going to become 15, 20 years from now. Uh, in fact, I was playing around with a few different ideas on, you know, desert scape versus more of a, a lush green tropical kind of vibe. You know, we're in California, but San Diego is technically a desert. So it's this interesting option where you can kind of go either way. Uh, but I have this cacti that I didn't think to, to uh, look into. It can actually grow up to like 20, 25 feet tall. And so if I were to put that underneath one of the eaves in our house, eventually, like right away, it would look good, but eventually it would grow so tall that it would grow through the roof, right? The overhanging roof. So I have to take that into consideration. You know, you look into uh, what else are these plants going to impact around them. You've got the fence line. I actually had a project with my dad many years ago where a tree that he put in 25 years ago, recently, the roots had started bending the fence line and jacking up the ground because the roots were so big and thick. It was like a, you know, 70 foot tall tree now. So looking at what else are these plants going to impact as they grow into whatever they're meant to become, right? Um, it could impact other plants. You've got certain plants that are poisonous to animals. We don't have a dog yet, but if we do get a dog, I don't want to have plants in our backyard that are going to kill that dog right? Um, other plants have thorns. Well, I don't want Brooklyn to prick her finger on a rose bush, right? So you have to think about what other impacts are going to happen as a result of me putting this plant here. Uh, and so ultimately, you know, looking at the, the water usage as well, California being in a drought, it's like, okay, should I get more succulents versus getting plants that need to be watered three times a week? There's a lot of considerations that go into play. And so as that gardener had told my sisters, who then told me, you have to think about the future, think about what you want as the outcome. It changed my entire perspective on landscaping, right? It's not just put these plants in this order because they look good now, it's put them in this order because they look good now. And I've done the research to establish what the future is going to look like as well. Will they continue to look good? Or will planting these small plants in a row begin to overcrowd the area because as they grow, they'll spread out and overtake one another and it becomes a jungle, 
right? And I'll have to replant everything in 10 years. So considering what the future impacts are and establishing where you want to be in the future is how you set yourself up for success with landscaping as well as with diabetes. See, as we're looking at our diabetes, it's not just a matter of, well, what sounds good right now? You know, because right now, if my blood sugars are high, what sounds good is taking more insulin. But I have to consider where I'm going to be in the future as well and where I want to be, right? So if I don't take insulin, what are the pros and cons? Well, maybe I continue to be high or my blood sugars go even higher. If I do take insulin, what are the pros and cons? Well, I have to be aware of any insulin on board. You know, did I take a correction 10 minutes ago and this is a rage bolus because I'm frustrated? Or have I not taken insulin in five hours and I'm in the clear to give a correction, right? You have to take this into consideration. Did I snack recently? Where is that going to put me in the future? Did I go for a run recently? Is that going to impact insulin sensitivity? See, there's all these different variables that can impact our blood sugars. We have to be ready for those impacts. We have to plan ahead. See, diabetes is like the best uh training for planning <laughs> because you have to be aware of all these different factors you're taking insulin you're eating food there's exercise there's stress and hydration and sleep and your gut microbiome and the temperature outside and now you have to plan into the future with that oof right that's it's a lot to think about and just to give you an idea that's not something that uh, i even recommend my clients think about all the time it's way too much to consider you know the 50 plus variables that impact blood sugars all the time it's too many things to think about you're going to go insane and so instead we build formulas around our blood sugars so that we can only have to focus on a few key factors and from there you can map out what you want the future to look like you can lay the landscape with stable blood sugars because if you know what to expect and you know what you want out of a given situation you're able to keep your blood sugars significantly more stable Right. If I know what insulin is going to do to me, I know the timeline of that insulin the action potential, then I know how far I'm likely to drop or not drop, depending on the choices that I make. So just like I'm looking at this, this backyard in front of me, right, where I've got the corners and the fence line and uh, pots to fill and the ground, if I want to put grass there or turf or ice plant, I don't know, I have to think about the future. And I have to think about what I want from that future. And I have to craft things in an effort to sustain that future, make sure it does happen, right? With my blood sugars, if I want stable blood sugars, I should probably count my carbs. I should probably dose the proper amount of insulin for those carbs. And I should be wary of the insulin on board as I go through various activities, add new meals or snacks or corrections or whatever it may be. And the more aware I can be of those changes, the better off I am, more likely to achieve those stable blood sugars. I hope this is making sense so far. So, you know, the gardener's tip of what do you want in the future? What do you expect this to look like five, 10, 20 years from now? And are you planting the proper plants in the right order in the right places to accomplish that goal? Similarly, I wanna know where my blood sugars are going. It's a funny one. <laughs> I turned off my pump because of these exact timelines, right? Uh, actually, I'll, I'll walk through this right now my insulin pump. Uh, so my blood sugars are going a little bit higher before this episode, before I was filming it, and I uh, gave a little bit of a correction. And then uh, my CGM 
lovingly let me know that I was not as high as I thought I was. It was kind of a misreading. And so as a result, I am turning my pump off temporarily. It's, it's kind of acting like a temporary basil uh, because I'm about to go for a run after this. I'm going to go for a little workout and I don't want a ton of insulin on board. It's a complicated process. It's not medical advice. Don't do what I do. Go talk to your doctors. But this is the kind of stuff that you have to be aware of. How do we tweak the different aspects of diabetes to manipulate our blood sugars into a healthy range? It is no longer just about taking insulin for the carbs that you eat. You also have to consider a lot of other factors like fats and proteins and fibers, complex versus simple carbohydrates, saturated versus unsaturated fats, inflammation, different types of diets, finding your personalized macronutrient profile. And all of that is under the umbrella of just one variable, which is food. Whew. There's a lot to consider. This is why we run formulas, right? It takes the stress off of you. So you only have to think about, you know, three or four things instead of the 50 plus but it all starts with you getting curious and becoming aware of what these factors are, right? I don't know a lot about plants uh, as far as like desert scape and stuff. I didn't know that a cactus could grow to be 25 feet tall. Now I do. <laughs> now that I'm aware of that, I can protect myself from future failings where the cacti would blow through our roof and be an expensive fix. Just like with blood sugars, you might not know that going for a run with insulin on board can be a dangerous combo in the wrong circumstances, but it does change circumstance by circumstance. And so you have to be aware of these things and have knowledge on those topics in order to protect yourself from those future failings or scary situations. Does that make sense? So in this realm, yes, you can learn the formulas. We can teach those to you. It's why we have a coaching program at diabetesinaction.com. But more so, it's about you getting curious. If you don't want to go hire a specialist, right, like myself, if I don't want to go hire a gardener, that requires that we do our own research, which means it does fall on you and I to do the work and put the work in. Okay. Now in doing the research, there's a bunch of different ways you can go about this. You can go down the rabbit hole of Google. You can order 500 books on diabetes. Um, I mean, it's, that bookshelf behind me is full of quite a few of them that I've gone through. That's part of the process. But what you can do is look for shortcuts, find people who know what they're doing and have done what you want to do. In other words, I can go become friends with a gardener, or I can find the right gardening resources to learn from. Love that my diabetes is uh, spreading its love, <laughs> singing the song of its people. Uh, well, what you can do though is look at where to find that knowledge specifically. Obviously, you don't want to go into uh, the, the hole of Google, the black hole, and find conflicting information because that just makes it more confusing. So instead, find curated sources of information that you know you can trust, that you already trust, that you can use to build that foundation of knowledge through your awareness of these different factors. So it's not just looking at insulin, but rather insulin duration, the overlap of insulin stacking, uh, the meal times, the sleeping schedules, your exercise routines, all these things are gonna have their own impacts. And as you look at the impacts converging, that's where you're gonna find your success. You can stabilize blood sugars, you can manipulate blood sugars when you know how to change the pieces around. When you know how to reorder the plants in your backyard, you can set it up for success. When you know how to shift those variables in your blood sugars, you can set yourself up for success. This is exactly what I do. I use formulas and I manipulate my blood sugars to where I want them to go. 
It is entirely possible. You can do this. This is actually why we build out these resources for you guys so you can find that curated content from somebody you already trust, right? Over the last year, we've been crafting this fun idea. And this isn't something that we uh, have blasted out to the world just yet. But if you want early access to this, we've actually put together a physical newsletter where we have the curated content, the tips and tricks, the pieces that you need to understand and be aware of so that you can ultimately stabilize your blood sugars. Now, this is called the Renegade Warriors Newsletter. I wasn't actually planning on sharing this, but since I have it right next to me, this is actually the, the last issue that went out. There you go, Renegade Warriors Newsletter. Uh, it's got, this thing has like 20 or 25 pages in it of just reviews on diabetes products, the strategies that are working, uh, notes from my clients on what tips and tricks they've picked up that help them to accomplish more stable blood sugars. You can grab that right now at renegadenewsletter.com. Highly suggest it. Every single month, this print newsletter shows up on your actual doorstep. You get some fun goodies in the first package as well. I won't ruin those for you, but do go check that out. This is the best way to stay up to date with what is working, what is new, as well as the revolutionary new methods that we teach and how to identify the different variables that are impacting your blood sugars differently and how to get those more stable. All right, so I wanna share that with you. Hope that was helpful. Just like that gardener told my sisters that told me, you gotta think about the future. Where do you wanna go and how do you set yourself up for success, right? How do you get the plants in the right area, the right types of plants to match your goals this is the only way to set yourself up for success in the future with diabetes. Get those things in line, figure out how your blood sugars move so that you can manipulate them to go where you want. All right, so go grab that newsletter, renegadenewsletter.com, it's dirt cheap, it's monthly, and it's gonna be your best chance at success making forward progress, renegadenewsletter.com. We've got a bunch of people already enjoying it and giving great feedback. I hope you guys are having an awesome day. Learn from that gardener, think about the future and plan for your success. Oh, and before I forget, here is this week's time in range. This is my week at 92% right there. Uh, not my best by any means, but still above 90%. And what I want you to understand is that it is entirely possible for you. You may be thinking, oh, I can never get up there. I'm at 30%, 50%, I've been stuck at 70%. It's entirely possible, but you do have to learn your formulas to make it easier and more stable. And you do have to understand how to plan for the future, right? This gardener's episode should give you an idea on that. How does insulin impact my blood sugars over the next three, five, eight hours? How is activity, food, sleep, all of them going to impact and uh, interact with my blood sugars in the next five to 24 hours, right? These are the things that we share in our newsletter. That's how I accomplish the 90 percentages consistently for years, every single day. It's how my clients are doing the exact same thing and they're sharing their secrets, tips and tricks and exact journeys with you in that Renegade Warriors newsletter. So one more time, you got to go check it out. This is going to change your life. Renegadenewsletter.com. Go grab it right now. That's my pump saying it's time to go. Hope you enjoyed this one. If you have not yet, do hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out. I'll see you next week and keep up the fight.